Hey Maniacs, welcome back. This is episode 7 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. It's been a couple weeks since we did our last podcast. I hope that you've all enjoyed the amazing weather we had near the tail end of July. And I can't believe that this time next month is going to be September. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. So hopefully you're out there, you're enjoying your summer, you're swimming, you're hiking, you're boating, and you're staying safe while you're at it. Later on, Tracy Sousa, who's the mental health director here at The Wing, is going to talk about her job with a very broad explanation and the steps that our members and their family members can take if they need to seek professional help. So I want to thank Tracy ahead of time for stopping by to talk about all of that. This upcoming weekend is Drill Weekend for August, and as always, it's going to be busy and fun-filled. I've also got a fresh maniac fact for you, but before we get into all of that, let's check out your maniac headlines. The combined federal campaign recently recognized the 101st Refueling Wing for its outstanding contributions during the 2015 drive. The wing donated approximately $29,000 in just a few short months to various organizations to include local charities and animal shelters. Drew Matlins is the Airman Family Readiness Coordinator, and he explains the importance of this recognition. Well, it shows that as an organization, we're committed to making a difference in our community, both at the local, state, and the national level. Uh, it shows that we understand the value of coming together and that when we work together, especially when it comes to donating funds, more makes a bigger impact. The CFC has been giving back to the communities for over 60 years and will begin another campaign in September. The 2016 Maniacs Charities Golf Tournament is just around the corner and you need to sign up quickly if you want to play. This year's tournament is at the Bangor Municipal Golf Course and tees off 18 August at 8 o'clock in the morning. The event will be 18 holes and includes a barbecue lunch hosted by Heroes Sports Grill. Senior Master Sergeant Jerry Martin is an event coordinator and he tells us why we should sign up for this fun-filled event. It's supporting our own charity and during the year you have opportunities to give direct donations to the charity. This is, you actually get to do something. You get to golf, you get to participate with other maniacs that are going to golf, but also community members that will support us. It's a esprit de corps, all that great stuff we talk about. You can sign up for the event up until tea time as long as the vacant seats haven't been filled. And that's it for your Maniac News. Keeping you updated is what we do. Drill Weekend, Drill Weekend, Drill Weekend, Drill Weekend. Another one is upon us. And like I said earlier, this weekend is going to be busy, as always, packed full of training and fun. But we also have a number of promotions as well as retirement ceremonies. I want to go down through a list real quick of both promotions and retirements to recognize those individuals and their jobs well done. So first, we'll look at promotions. Senior Master Sergeants Eric McDonald and Joe Sousa are both getting promoted to Chief Master Sergeant. Both Captain Stroop and Captain Mancini are both getting promoted to Major. And Major Decker is getting promoted to Lieutenant Colonel. Congratulations to you all on all of your hard work and dedication. And make sure that if you see these maniacs out and about this drill weekend, if you can't make it to their retirement ceremonies, you stop them and you congratulate them. Again, congratulations. Now, as far as retirements are concerned, Master Sergeant Brian Flanders is retiring, as well as both Chief Master Sergeant Julie Peer and Command Chief Master Sergeant Bob Peer. We've talked about both chiefs in past episodes, but their retirement is finally upon us. And with it, their long distinguished careers serving their country is finally coming to an end. I want to say thank you to these three individuals who are retiring this weekend, and I think I speak on behalf of the entire Maniac family when I say that you will be missed, and thank you for your service. I also want to put a quick plug-in about DEOX and a reminder. I talked about the DEOX a few episodes ago, and for those of you who don't know, DEOX stands for Diomi Organizational Climate Survey. It's a fairly new program that's run by the Equal Opportunity Office that allows you as a service member to submit a survey about questions or concerns that you may have about how your work center is run. 
It's a completely anonymous commander-driven survey that has officially kicked off and now you as a service member can submit your survey, which then in turn will be addressed to the commanders in hopes that a positive change is made. If you're in this weekend and you want to speak your mind, again, this is a commander-driven anonymous program that you can access through either the DOCS website or by contacting the Equal Opportunity Office. And again, I strongly recommend that you let your voice be heard and fill that survey out this weekend. I also want to talk really quick about the State of Maine Chiefs Council 2016 Scholarship. This is an awesome benefit for those of you who are going to school. You can use it in conjunction with your main state tuition assistance. It's a $500 scholarship that's presented by the Chiefs Council, and all you have to do is fill out an application along with an essay, and your name could be chosen to receive the $500 towards school. I also want to point out that if you've been in the Maine Air National Guard for less than six months, you have to submit two letters of recommendation from individuals with direct knowledge of your abilities, accomplishments, and potential, be it from high school guidance counselors, college professors, employers, or volunteer organizations. You need two letters of recommendation along with an essay and a filled out application in order to be considered for the 2016 Chiefs Council Scholarship. And again, that's in the amount of $500 and the deadline is August 12th. So you have a little over a week to get your application in. I strongly recommend that you put in for it if you're going to school. It's an awesome asset available to you as a maniac. And in case you haven't listened to the past couple episodes of the Maniac Radio Show, we've recently launched our official Instagram page, which you can find by searching 101STARW. That's 101st ARW. And there you'll find daily photos being uploaded to the Instagram page of what's going on in your maniac world. You can also tag your photos that you post by hashtagging 101st ARW in your uploaded pics. That way we can see all the cool things that you guys see every single day in the maniac world. One of the jobs of being in public affairs is we want to be able to tell your story, get your story out there for the rest of the world to see. And again, you guys do amazing things and it shouldn't be a secret. So search our page, follow our page, share it with friends and family, obviously keeping OPSEC in mind the whole time. You can also access our Facebook page by using the same username, 101STARW. And while you're on there, head over to the official Vice Wing Commanders Facebook and Instagram pages by searching CV.101ARW. Again, that's CV.101ARW and see what the Vice Wing Commander does on a day-to-day -day basis. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, the Wing Director of Psychological Health has stopped by to talk to us today about what she does, the services that she provides to the maniacs, um, and just kind of give us an overview or a broad um, explanation of what she does here at the wing. So Tracy, thank you for stopping by and um, we appreciate you coming in. Oh no, thank you for having me. Um, a broad idea, well, I'm gonna give you broad. <laughs> um, my primary goal is to take care of the airmen and the airmen and their families. I want to be available for them. I am available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The services that I provide directly for um, support is kind of like brief solution counseling. Uh, most everything I get that comes through my door are life issues. They're not anything huge. Um, so we talk about how we're going to manage that. And most of the time when people come in and talk, they figure it out. They just need a safe place to be able to do that. So I do the supportive piece. They have family members. So I have, I've done this job for 25 years. So for 25 years, I've worked within this community predominantly. I have some access to the set down south, but mostly this community. So I have resources, a lot of resources. And I know the difference between the positive resources and the not so positive ones. So um, another component that I really do to make sure that the airmen get what they need is I do a lot of education out in the community, making sure 
that the counselors or the supportive people that they need to help them get through whatever it is are um, well trained and they understand how their career impacts their life and how important it is that that's not diminished in any way. So as far as like the step-by-step process, like you kind of give a, a great overview of what it is that you do and a little bit of your background. It sounds like you have, you said you have 25 years, you not only bring the resources, but you bring a lot of experience with that too. Yeah. Um, so. Just kind of give me a broad uh, step-by-step if someone came in to talk to you. How does that whole sure. thing, how does that whole process um, work? Most of the time I just get walk-ins. Uh, once in a while people schedule. Um, they would come through the door. Most of the conversations always starting off with very simple basic stuff. I'm not going to sit there and go, okay, what are you doing here? What can I do? It's, it's going to be like, so, you know, how's your day going? Kind of rainy out or the weather is looking pretty bad and whatever. Kind of just to gauge where they're at and what they need to do and, and, and also gauge their pace. I, I don't want to push. This isn't about me pushing. They decide when they're ready to discuss whatever it is they think they need to talk about. And then I give them the floor and they have complete and utter control over how that conversation goes, how much they tell me. Um, I do give them the rules about confidentiality. And that's one of the biggest questions I get is confidentiality. Trace, are you going to tell my commander? Trace, is this going to impact my career? Am I going to need a waiver? What's going to happen? Um, so those are some of the bigger questions that I get. I answer them to the fullest capacity that I can. And if I can't answer it, I will get the information and find a way to get the information to them. But the confidentiality goes like this. Everything that is said in my office is confidential. It's like a vault. Unless you're telling me that you're at extreme risk of hurting yourself or somebody else. I have to keep people safe. That's really a priority. If there's elderly abuse or child abuse involved, I have an obligation, it's a state law. And if I'm subpoenaed, the only thing that extends beyond what I usually do is the alcohol piece. If a flyer or a flight crew came in and said, Trace, I'm drinking 80 beers a week. I need to say, we need to talk to somebody because we need to get this we need, we need to work through this. I want you healthy. They want you healthy. Right, because just just by them talking to you about it isn't going to fix the problem. Right. right. And again, it comes to safety. Bar, the bottom line of everything is that my sole job is to ensure that every person that I encounter is safe and anybody they might interact with is safe. So if I've got, you know, I don't know, somebody who's changing a tire on a plane and he's three sheets to the wind and forgets a few bolts it's kind of a big deal so and that's really kind of how i explain it to people exactly like that so i encourage them to take the steps they need to take i've worked with several commanders they do a fabulous job supporting their airmen they really really do and they work with me pretty closely in regards to making sure services are provided we're on track and uh, a few of our airmen have successfully done a fabulous job moving forward and sustaining their careers. That's great. And not, and not only is that going to help them with their careers, but it's going to help people that, that work for them, they work with every day. Because, you know, as we said before, that your mission is to ensure that the maniacs are safe. Um, and not just because we want to get the mission done, but because of you, you generally care about the well-being of the maniacs. I, I generally care about people in, just in general. Just because I, I love what I do. I, I truly, truly do. Regardless, and needless to say, we could probably uh, chalk this up to being that any maniac that walks into your office, any any, any service member that walks into your office, is going to be in good hands, and that you're going to do everything that you can in your power to make sure that they come out on top. Correct. For them and their families, right. absolutely. What are some other ways that people can come, can get a hold of you other than walking into your office? Um, I do walkabouts 
or I try to do walkabouts. Um, so anytime they see me, they can pull me aside and, and we can find a little nooky cranny somewhere and have a conversation. Um, also via phone, I have my BlackBerry with me all the time and I've been giving my personal number out as well just because the BlackBerry sometimes gets tenuous about working. So I want to make sure people can get in touch with me. Um, so like I said, I'm available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I have had some service members call me in the middle of the night when they are in distress, which is exactly what they should be doing. And so it works out well that they have a resource that they've grown to trust on some regard. And they are calling and at least I have the ability to be there to say, okay, this isn't as bad as you're, you're thinking it is. And we're going to work through this. Or we might need to do something just a little bit more to help them gauge where they're truly at. So they can call me, they can see me in walkabouts, and they can come to my office. What about people who are deployed? Um, people who might be attached to another unit temporarily for one, two, three, six months. Um, can they call you from overseas and talk to you? Absolutely. I tell everybody, anybody who makes a phone call, has any contact with me, I, to be honest, I'm very flexible when it comes to that. I mean, of course, there's guidance that says what we're supposed to do. But anybody who's reaching out for help deserves to get that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, again, this is a uh, your service, the service that you provide for the maniacs is something that's greatly appreciated. It's an it's an amazing asset to have here at the wing. Thank you. The whole purpose of you coming in and talking to us today is to maybe kind of open it up a little bit more and get the information out to people who aren't don't really know maybe what you do or the, even that you that they have you available here. We want to be able to get the maniacs the help that they need um, if they need any help, if they want to talk, just come in and talk, or if they just want to come in and sit, like you mentioned earlier or not say anything, you know, and just the fact that you're there is, is it's greatly appreciated by everybody here. I really do appreciate you coming in and talking. Oh, well, no, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and we'll, we'd love to have you back and do like a follow-up in, in the next couple months. So Perfect. Thank you so much. And it's that time again for your Maniac Fact. Today's Maniac Fact is brought to you by the 101st Civil Engineering Electrical Power Production Shop. From hangars to control towers to tents and temporary disaster relief centers, electricity is paramount in everything that we do. It's the job of electrical power production specialists to ensure that we always have electricity readily available. These experts utilize a vast array of skills and knowledge to do everything from starting up portable generators to maintaining and operating power stations to keep all of our bases operating at full capacity. For more information on the power production shop, contact your local recruiter. And here's your maniac fact. The year is 1972, and the 101st enlists its first non-prior service female, Deborah J. Pease, the daughter of Lieutenant Colonel and Mrs. Burton Pease, was enlisted on May 10th to make our first non-prior service in the Women of the Air Force. She and her father were the first father-daughter combination in Maine Air National Guard history. And not only that, but her father was there to swear her in. Airman Pease began basic military training at Lackland Air Force Base June 15th of 1972, and she went on to be a medical laboratory specialist for the 101st. So there you have it, history in the making when Airman Pease was the first non-prior service woman to join the Maine Air National Guard, and she started the foundation of excellence for years to come. And that's all we have for episode 7 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. 
Don't forget to check out our Facebook page. Again, you can search that by typing in 101STARW, as well as our Instagram page with the same username. That's 101STARW. And don't forget to hit up the official Vice Wing Commander's Facebook and Instagram page by hitting up his username, which is CV.101ARW. And that's for both Facebook and Instagram. I hope you all have an awesome drill weekend, and I look forward to seeing you all around base. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you see me, pull me aside. If you have any ideas for the Maniac Radio Show or Instagram or Facebook, we want to hear what you think. We want to incorporate as many ideas as we possibly can. Again, the whole purpose of this program is to tell our story, as well as keep you well informed of what's going on in your maniac world. Don't forget if you're attending school to apply for the 2016 Chiefs Council Scholarship in the amount of $500. And if you're a golfer, you sign up for the 2016 Maniacs Charities Golf Tournament. You know what? Even if you're not a golfer, I don't golf. I like to go out there and just hit the ball around and pretend like I know what I'm doing. It's a good time. It promotes camaraderie. You get to see people you work with. And hey, maybe you get to make fun of your boss when he curves his drive a little bit to the left. Again, thanks for listening. Have an awesome weekend. And maybe we'll see you out on the golf course August 18th. So long, Maniacs.